All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Better late than never. Welcome. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. I like really like the bank milk Bank milk. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. Let's drop the intro. Let's get to it. It's draft day. Anton Lander. It's it is draft day. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Let's get to it. Got to give a shout out to our friends at the audio department for making this all possible. Shout out to the audio department. Go check them out. The audio department.ca record a podcast like this one, record a folk album, whatever you want to do. They've got the facilities. They've got the staff. They've got the help again. If it wasn't for the audio department, Danny specifically at the audio department, the podcast would have still had sound issues, I guarantee it. But thankfully, the audio department.ca, they came through for me just as they would for you. A couple of things before we get into the draft talk. It's early today. It's 1145 as I'm starting to record the podcast. I've got a lot of shit going on today, so I'm starting to knock this one out early. Over at OilersNation.com right now, you've got three articles from your boy up already. One, I just did a generic one, NHL draft odds ahead of the first round. We'll talk about that more in the Betway segment a little bit later. Also, the Oilers have three picks at the NHL draft coming up tonight. Let's walk through those. And also, I've got the live blog coming up. Having some issues on the live blog this morning. But by the time you listen to this, you won't even know that because it'll be fixed. So I'll be back on the live blog. We will be cruising through draft day, even though I'm expecting a little bit of a slower uh news day from the edmonton oilers but we'll see 
I'm hopeful, but we'll see. But to start off before we get to the news, before we get all, all the trades, I've got daily faceoffs back end open here. So I'm going to walk through some of that crew is working on. I'm going to walk through some of what's going on in Nashville, even though I'm in Edmonton. That's fine. I'm in the Castle Milk in the Alfa Romeo Studios or Studio 93. I don't remember what I called this. I stopped doing that a while ago. Anyway, most importantly, one, I hate Tyler and Jay right now. Not actually, not literally hate them, but uh, metaphorically, I do. Those two are in Nashville. They are covering the draft. I could have been there. Bringing you behind the scenes a little bit. Your boy Bagmill could have been there. And actually, it would have been kind of fun. I could have got credentialed for these drafts. And I could have been wandering around the floor. I could have been at the NHL Awards, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I skipped it. I skipped it to stay home and work. Because I just, here's the reality. I crank up more content when I'm at home by myself in my office than I would if I'm in Nashville surrounded by people and alcohol. It makes sense. So I skipped it to stay home, not only for the good of the company, but most importantly, because Blink-182 is in Edmonton tomorrow. You all know how excited I am about Blink. Yeah! But at the time, right now, in the moment, I'm very jealous of my boys. Normally, the three of us would be the three amigos out on the road together, but today, it's just the two of them. Got to see Tyler all dressed up, Jay all dressed up. They went to the NHL Awards. Now they got Gregor, the intern, subbing in as bag milk. Come on. What is this? What is this? The other thing I want to talk about before I get to the news is I get to do the, if you listen to Weather's Nation Radio yesterday, we got to hear the big announcement on September 1st at the Mill Woods Golf Club. The Oilers Nation Open is going to be the launching, or we're having the Oilers Nation Open. So that's a Friday leading into the long weekend. You're going to have a good time at the tournament. The Oilers Nation Open is easily, without question, one of my favorite days of the year. I need you to come to this golf tournament. It is going to sell out. It is going to be a great day. We are going to have prizes to give away. There's going to be whole activations. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be food. There's going to be everything you would expect from an Oilers Nation golf tournament out at the Millwoods Golf Club. We're raising money for the Gregor Foundation. Of course, Gregor's grads, if you don't know what that is, we they Gregor raises money and gives suits to young grads who maybe can't afford one, and then they get to keep the suit going forward. It's great. And if you're selfish, like me, a big part of the day is guessing when Jason Greger cries during his speech. Normally it comes early, but we might be setting it over under this year. Anyway, look out for the official launch date of the Oilers Nation Open. That is going to be about July, whatever that Tuesday is after the long weekend, the 4th, something like that. So watch out for the Oilers Nation Open. I will have the news. I'll have the article written as I always do up on the site, OilersNation.com. I'm excited about it and you should be excited about it too. Maybe. Going to the golf tournament will have my hatred for Tyler and Jacob's side. Again, it's a metaphorical hatred. I'm just jealous. Really, that's the end of it, is I'm jealous. Now let's get to the news. There's a lot going on. There is no time to waste. The news! Brought to you by SYC Brewing. Check them out at SYCBrewing.com. Beer, ciders, merch, they got it all. Clock out every Friday with a clock out logger from SYC Brewing is delicious. You know you want one, and I want you to have one, provided you were legal drinking age, of course. Looking at the news, there's a ton going on. I don't even know where to start right now, so I'm just going to kind of go around. This this episode of the podcast might be a little bit weird because I'm scattered. I'm watching TV behind me. I've got, just in case there's anything that comes up, I've got Twitter open in front of me, just in case there's anything that comes up. And I'm going to be cruising through the back end 
of OilersNation.com, of CanucksArmy.com, of FlamesNation.ca, and DailyFaceoff.com just to see what everybody's working on. I want to see if Frank's working on anything while I'm on the podcast recording, you know? So let's start off with a little bit of Oilers news here. Uh, Today is the draft, of course. We're going to get to that in a second. But the big news everybody's talking about this morning, and I got to say, it sucks. I'm not happy about it. Clean Costin looks like he's going to be leaving to either the KHL or just probably not back uh, next year. According to Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic, uh... I'm distracted here by my phone, sorry. According to Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic, it looks like Clean Costin is asking for close to $2 million, $1.75 to $2 million bucks. The Oilers have countered. Somewhere they'd like him to be within $1.1 to $1.5, so there's some work to do there. It's not a huge gulf by any means, but it could be enough where Clean Costin goes to chase the bag in Russia. Now, I don't like this. In fact, I think this is short-sighted thinking by Clean Costin. I'm just I'm 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 talking out loud here. I'm thinking out loud, people. If indeed true, and DMB doesn't report falsehoods, I feel like this is short-sighted for Clean Costin. I feel like he is not thinking about future earning potential, given his current team that he plays for. Yes, in the short term, he could without doubt make more money in the KHL. That is a certainty. But what I would also say is if he gets a chance to play with Connor and Leon over the next handful of days or a handful of years, I should say, that could boost up his overall earning potential way higher than what he would get in the KHL. To me, this is short-sighted thinking by uh, by clean cost. And I just, I don't understand the logic here. I really, really don't. Instant gratification, people, you know? We can't kick it down the road all the time, even though I think that we should sometimes. In clean Costin's case, I think that that's probably the case. Should be anyway. Uh, another news looking at the NHL awards. No surprise. Uh, Connor McDavid cleaned up. He was officially given his Rocket Richard and his Art Ross trophy for the most goals, most points in the season. He won the Ted Lindsay to kick off the night. He won the Hart Trophy to wrap up the night. And of course, there was a little bit of controversy with the Hart Trophy, given that it would have been a unanimous decision had it not been for one rogue vote that placed Connor. Let me see. I got to They had him fifth, the fifth best player in the NHL, Connor McDavid. Come on, man. We'll get to that a little bit later in the righteous sack beating, but it was just, it is what it is, you know? Uh, the other news from the NHL awards, Stuart Skinner did not win the Calder trophy. He was the runner up to Maddie Beneers expected though disappointing because I just, I, I just, yeah, I'm biased. I just feel like Stu deserved it. The Oilers do not make the playoffs without Stuart Skinner, whereas the Seattle Kraken probably do without their fourth leading goal scorer. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting it out there. Other thing that happened at the NHL Awards, my boy Frank Saravalli, he was on the panel with Biz, eating a hot chicken sandwich, ended up taking a bunch of milk to the face. Now, I wonder if there was any point where Frank was getting drowned with milk, his suit probably stanking, hot in Nashville, you know, where he thought about his old boy bagged milk. We're always tied to each other, and yet he didn't even realize it probably in that moment. I'm getting splashed with milk on the face. Talks to bag milk on the phone regularly. I just thought it was interesting. You know, we are still waiting to see what happens with Kyle Yamamoto. Of course, the NHL draft kicks off tonight. Round one rounds two through seven tomorrow, which is Thursday. Will Kyle Yamamoto be traded for a pick? 
Will he be bought out? Now, the buyout, remember, is cheap on Kyle Yamamoto. It is still two, two years of dead cap space. One is about 440 grand. The other is just over 500 grand. It is annoying. I don't like cap space that's just used up on prospects that are, I mean, not prospects, but on players that just aren't here. It's annoying. We finally got rid of Sexy Reg. We finally got rid of Benoit Pouliot. We finally got rid of Milan Lucic. By the way, I said on Oilers Nation Radio a bunch of times that I think Milan Lucic is going back to Boston. Yeah! Today, Rick Dollywall tweeted out that there's apparent interest between the Bruins and Milan Lucic. I don't understand why the Bruins would want him back. I do, however, find it hilarious... And follow me through. You're going to laugh too, people. I do find it hilarious, though, that the Bruins cha- uh, traded Taylor Hall. And now they're going to re-sign Milan Lucic. <laughs> Doesn't that sound familiar? Have we seen that situation play out before? Hmm. Taylor Hall got traded somewhere. And now you bring in Milan Lucic. Well, it worked out. Lo- it, it, <laughs> it worked out for us when we did it, didn't it? I don't understand what the Bruins are doing. I really, really don't. But you know what? That's not my job. It's not my business. Looking around at the Oilers, Bob Stoffer today tweeted, he's expecting it to be a quiet couple of days for the Edmonton Oilers. I hope Bob's wrong, first of all. But I wouldn't bet against him. I'll put it that way. His tweet, and I quote, situations are always fluid, but with a firm $83.5 million cap, the Edmonton Oilers could be relatively quiet over the next couple of days. In my opinion, it's time to see what 2019 first-round pick Philip Broberg and 2020 first-round pick Dylan Holloway can do with increased minutes. I agree completely on Holloway. I don't know about Broberg. Looking at the left side, you've still got Nurse, Ekholm, and Kulak ahead of him. He's not, he's not better than any of those three. And on the right side, you've got, you've got uh, Bush, you've got CeCe, and you've got DeHarnay. Broberg would be playing on his off wing. Is he better than Vinny DeHarnay? Arguably, yes. Is he a better fit in that spot than Vinny DeHarnay? For debate. I like Philip Broberg as a player. So if you're listening to this and be like, oh, bag milk, you're always ripping on Philip Broberg. That is not the case. I just want the Edmonton Oilers to win now. And I think that... Philip Broberg is a trade piece that they could use, hopefully, to get some value maybe on the wing. I'm just putting that out there. He's not better than anybody on the left side, that's for certain. You know? We'll see, though, what happens. We'll always see what happens. Around the NHL, though, things have gone bananas, you know? Even this morning, New Jersey Devils resigned Timo Myers to a massive eight-year contract worth $8.8 million every single year. That is a lot of money. The Toronto Maple Leafs signed David Kumpf to a four-year deal worth $2.4 million. The reason I bring that one up is he's a fourth-line center. He had 30 points last year, and the reason I bring that up again is because we have a centerman that had roughly the same points that is arguably better in Ryan McLeod. I'm not saying he's getting a 4 by 2.4 but what does that contract mean for Ryan McLeod? You'd have to think that Ryan McLeod goes, hey, man, David Kumpf is... He just got two by four, you know, two by, uh, or four by 2.4, I should say. What can I get out of the Oilers? Especially when he gave them a team friendly deal last year in 82 games with the Leafs. Kampf had seven goals, 20 assists. You know, he is 28 years old. So he's older. We're talking about a guy who's a free agent as opposed to a restricted free agent. There's always a massive difference between free agent years and RFA years. There is no question about it, but my point remains. Last year in 57 games, 
Ryan McLeod had 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm just wondering. I'm thinking out loud. We're going to see. Uh, keep cruising through some of the moves that the NHL teams have made. Sticking in our division, though, the Calgary Flames traded Tyler Toffoli to the New Jersey Devils for uh, Igor Sharon Govich and a third round pick. Absolute fleecing on the Flames. I know Tyler Toffoli did not want to stay there. I understand that. But to only get a guy that no one's heard of in a third round pick, interesting. He is, uh, Sharon Govich is a younger player. He had 30 points last year. That is what? Less than half of what Toffoli put out. I don't understand that trade at all by the, um, by the Calgary Flames. I just don't. The other massive trade sticking within the division is obviously the Pierre-Luc Dubois going to the Los Angeles Kings. I don't understand that one from the Kings perspective. That's not to say that Pierre-Luc Dubois isn't a good player. He's a really good player. But what I don't understand is them giving up Ayafalo. Uh, he's annoying. Girardi, he's an up-and-coming def- uh, up goal scorer on the wing. They also gave up a pick. I'll get the full trade here coming in. I get the full trade here coming up right away, but I, I just, I got to say, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really understand it. Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's 25 years old, signed an extension for $8.5 million for eight years. He's still got one year left on his current contract. So essentially it's a nine years in LA. Winnipeg gets Alex Iafalo. He's 29. Gabriel Velarde, he's 23. He's an up-and-coming winger. They also get Erasmus Kapari, he's 23, RFA, and a second-round draft choice next year. This is a bad trade for LA. Put it a different way. Down the, down the middle now, they've got Kopitar, Deneau, and Dubois. That is a hell of a hell of a center depth. Not denying that. But they gave up more goals than they brought in. Their depth at center wasn't the reason they lost to the Oilers in the playoffs. They also, I mean, they just don't have any cap space. They need a goaltender, you know? I, uh, I'm, re- I'm really confused to see, or I'm really eager to see what happens in LA. That is a massive trade by the Kings. Just one that I don't really understand all that much, you know? But we'll see how things play out. There's a lot of times left in the summer. A lot, a lot of times left in the summer. Uh, the sticking with the Pacific Division, the Ducks have swapped Andre Suster for Sharks forward Andrew Agazino. Minor trade. The Dallas Stars have re-signed Choke Me Dadanov to a two-year contract extension. That guy's kind of bopped all over the place, hasn't he? Interesting. It is an interesting, interesting one. The San Jose Sharks, again in the Pacific Division, have acquired Mackenzie Blackwood for the New Jersey Devils, so they're trying to shore up their goaltending position a little bit. Seattle Kraken have made defense. Uh, Seattle Kraken defenseman Carson Susie will hit free agency. If you're Tyler Remchuk, that one's got to be that one has got to be exciting for you, right? You think so? Tyler's been talking about Susie for years now. Could the Oilers make it work? Probably not. Probably not. We'll see though. Uh, what else is going on? DJ Smith is sticking as the Ottawa Senators head coach. Interesting new ownership came in. Pierre Dorian's getting another year there. Also sticking with the same coach. Sheldon Keefe will be back in Toronto. That was made official. Brad Treliving uh, announcing that the same coach is coming back. Will be interesting to see what happens there. Also that the Leafs are kicking tires on Eric Carlson. You know, I find that uh, to be an interesting move. You know, how are they going to fit it in? 
He's an $11.5 million contract for four more years. Mike Greer said they're not retaining 50%. He's not giving them away. Some of these other trades, though, in the NHL have just been crazy. Like, Kevin Hayes retained 50%. All the, all the Philly got for that was a six-round pick. Like, what? Taylor Hall traded from the Bruins to Chicago for beans, essentially. What? Just kind of makes me think back to the Duncan Keith trade, you know? First of all, Caleb Jones is not being tendered an offer by the Chicago Blackhawks, so he's hitting free agency. But I guess the point was, what did you expect me to do? Get him for free? Is the quote from Ken Holland on Duncan Keith? Well, as the answer turns out, kind of yeah. You know, two years in the future, kind of yeah. Of course, the cap remaining flat at $83.5 million. Only gone up $2 million bucks since Ken Holland has been the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. That is a crazy number to me. That's just a nuts stat, don't you think? I think so. Anyway, looking ahead at the NHL draft, the Oilers, as I said, as of this morning, noon now, this afternoon, only have three picks available. They have number 56 in the second round. They have number 184 in the sixth round, and they have number 216 in the seventh round. Bag milk. Where have the other picks gone, bag milk? Let me tell you. The first round pick, if you'll remember, is part of the Matthias Ekholm deal. Happy to have Matthias Ekholm. We're picking in the second round, 56. Number three, the third round pick. Where did the third round pick go, bag milk? Let me tell you, it's part of the Nick Bukestad trade, friend. Remember Nick Bukestad? He was our tall, friendly fellow. Uh, speaking of Bukestad, apparently he's looking for around $2 million bucks. So saith the rumor mill on Reddit. I, I haven't seen where that came from. Uh, Reddit's normally on top of this shit, though, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and trust that. The guy put up 17 goals last year. It's not surprising if he wants $2 million bucks. Why would he want, Why wouldn't he go get it? But I was hoping he would come back to the Oilers. I was, too, but just... The money's not going to work. Fourth round pick. The Oilers do not have one. Why, Bag Milk? Where'd the fourth round pick go? It was traded for Derek Broussard. If you remember, in March of 2022, the Oilers made a deal for Derek Broussard to bolster the depth down the middle. He barely played. Ah, thanks. I thought he was supposed to be a PK specialist. He was not a PK specialist, though the guacamole he did make for the boys in the room was fantastic. Ooh, who doesn't love a good guac and chips, you know? Mm-hmm. In the fifth round, the Oilers do not have a fifth round pick because that they traded it to the New York Rangers for Jaden Gruby, who they re-signed promptly. Of course, uh, I don't mind that at all, by the way. Trading a fifth round pick for a player who's a little bit further along, probably going to help him in Bakersfield already this year. That's a good move. I like it too. Glad you agree. I knew you would. Thank you. Round six, as I mentioned, they've got pick 184 and then they've got pick 216 in the seventh round. Will Calden Holland trade back? When, will Ken Holland trade Kyler Yamamoto to get more picks? We have to wait and see, friends. We have to wait and see. All I know at this moment in time is that the Oilers have three. They have nothing in the first round. I've got a live blog going at OilersNation.com, and it's going to be very boring. Though, I do appreciate all of you hanging out with me in there because it is it's fun to be in there. You know, I like the live blog. It makes me happy. And uh, I, I just think that's good fun. So we'll see what else day one of the NHL entry draft has for us. Again, it's only noon. It's early. Jason Greger's got some coverage coming. Tyler Uremchuk's got some coverage coming. Oilers Nation every day just went on the air right now. Let's go see, pop over to YouTube to see what they're talking about. We've got Gregor the intern, of course, on there. We have got uh, Liam Manning the board. It's going to be an interesting day. 
it's going to be an interesting day. I hope that uh, the boys make it interesting, you know? I really, really do hope that the boys find, or Ken Holland, I should say, finds a way to make it interesting for us. I just think that Oilers fans deserve it a little bit. At the very least, we're just used to having fun at the draft, and not having fun at the draft is a very, very interesting uh, kind of adjustment, you know? Uh, looking at the boys here, Tyler and Jason are just doing some general around the NHL content right now. We will check on, on them in a little bit and see what else they're talking about. But that kind of wraps up the news, at least for now. Gord knows there's plenty coming. I may even do a bonus episode of Better Late Than Never if the Oilers pull off a trade of any kind. At the end of the day, we're closing off the news with SYC Brewing just saying, I want chaos. Give me a little bit of chaos. The news brought to you by SYC Brewing. We'll see if anything breaks during the podcast as we continue on with our regularly scheduled programming. Better late than never with bag milk. Yep. You know you want to do it. Just leave a review. Tell your friend. Let's just do it. Spread the word. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For the fine folks at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. We've got a little betting coming up on the NHL draft. If you are interested in this, and listen, this is what I'm going to do. Podcast confessions. I'm going to pop over to Stephen Ellis's top 150 list. And just this is mock draft. He's our prospect expert over at Daily Faceoff. I'm going to take his mock list, and I'm going to see if I can't win myself a little money today. I'm going to have some fun, especially since the Oilers aren't even involved in the first round. I might as well get myself involved in the first round. So here's what I'm looking at. Second overall, the bets currently as of this morning. And Adam Fantilli heavily favored to go at number two at minus 556. Leo Carlson at plus 300. Will Smith. Who knew that Will Smith was so talented? You know? Though that's that that said, if you do make fun of his wife, he will come up on stage and slap you. Maybe Will Smith will slap Gary Bettman today, regardless of where he goes. We can hope, we can dare to dream, but the name that everybody's kind of watching because the skill is there, he's just tied to Russia for another handful of years, is Matt Vamichkov. He is currently plus 1,600 to go second overall. Zach Benson rounds up the top five to go second overall at plus 2,800. Third overall, Matt Vamichkov is at plus 1,600. I personally have a couple of shekels going, and I'm talking about like $2 or something, plus $1,600 for Mave Michkov to go three to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I just, I just think that that's a good spot for him to go. You don't have to rush this kid over to the NHL. He's got, I think it's two or three more years left on his contract in the KHL. Whoops. And I, <laughs> wrong button, not crickets. This is very exciting. I think Mave Michkov is going to be the talk of the first round. I think that this kid is going to be a steal for whoever wants to risk a high pick to go ahead and grab him, knowing that he's got a couple years of more maturation left to do in Russia. Frankly, Jason Greger has been kind of pumping this tires on OilersNation.com where he says, listen, a lot of times NHL teams rush kids to the league, hoping that they're able to contribute right now. That's not usually the case, but with Matt Vamichkov, you don't even got to worry about that. That contract in the K can save somebody from themselves. Maybe right anyway provided that you were 19 plus and could do so responsibly got on over to betway check out the odds 
We've also got the Hart Trophy odds up for next season, the 2023-24 NHL season. Connor McDavid, even money to win the Hart Trophy. I like that one too. Maybe a couple of shekels. Leon Dreisaitl up next at plus 700. Maybe just a couple of sprinkles, you know? Maybe just a couple of sprinkles with our old friends at Betway. They are in Nashville with Jared and Sales. The crew from Na- uh, from Betway, they are fantastic people. Um, again, I'm jealous. I'm not there. But, hey, at least we're not the Flames, you know? This is Captain Felton in Vancouver with your Fairweather fan report. Canucks have blown three straight games with multi-goal leads. So quads in the fan base can suck hard for Bedard. Back to you, Bag Milk. It's funny that I played that one today because the Canucks should have sucked hard for Bedard. We obviously know that he's going to Chicago today, but uh, what are you going to do? Bring on the righteous sack beating. That's what we're going to do. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy is an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. And I know you're asking, Bag Milk, what kind of tools does Trilogy Oilfield Rentals have available? <gasps> Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, any tools you could ever hope for. Mills and bits, they've got those too. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at trilogyrentals.ca. Today's Righteous Sack Beating is an obvious one. It is the most obvious Righteous Sack Beating in quite some time. At the NHL Awards the other day, Connor McDavid, he won the Hart Trophy. Everybody was expecting him to win the Hart Trophy. He even made the little side bet with Paul Bissonnette that he would each donate $10,000 to the Ben Stelter Fund, which was great, by the way, provided that Connor shouted out his hot tub in his acceptance speech. He did it right off the jump. He looked over at Biz and he says, you know what, Biz? Thanks to the hot tub. Donate your money, bro, to the Ben Stelter Fund. Of course, the Stelters were up on stage with him, giving him the award for the Hart Trophy. It was great. The moment was wonderful got dusty in here my allergies were kicking up while i was cutting onions who does that who's cutting onions during allergy season but post game it was revealed that one writer there's one writer out there who wanted the focus on him every single person in the professional hockey writers association uh, association outside of seth rowenbaugh Roraba from Pittsburgh voted Connor mcdavid as the league's best player but old seth had connor at fifth Now, listen, I personally don't care a whole lot about the Hart Trophy. Connor even said it in his own acceptance speech of the Ted Lindsay. That one is voted on by his peers, by fellow NHL players, and probably means more to him than the media voting on an award. However, that is besides the point. This one goes, what is the criteria for someone to have a vote in the NHL? Maybe I'll ask Frank. He is the president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, after all. But... Did Seth watch any hockey this year? Connor McDavid had more points this season than anyone in decades. Decades. And yet, four players better than him, including Ilya Sorokin, who is on his ballot for the heart, but not the top goalie on his Vesna ballot. Basically, my dude just mailed it in, and I don't really understand why it just kind of it just kind of doesn't make sense to me because bloggers take so much shit or like oh you're not professional blah 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 i mean we got a guy voting for the best player the league has seen in forever since sid 
as the fifth best player. It doesn't make sense to me. Again, I guess I'm not mad about Seth Rohrbaugh's viewpoint, but it's just annoying. We struggle, the Nation Network, not struggle, but we grind away to work with the NHL and get press credentials for our writers at Oilers Nation. I talked about it last week. It doesn't happen, but around the network, it does. We work really hard to set up a set our reputation up to the point where that works. Meanwhile, my boy here, it doesn't seem like he watched any hockey. If he's got the best player on earth as fifth on his ballot, I don't know. I don't get it, man. Am I mad about it? No, I don't really care about the ward and chances are Connor doesn't either, but it's just kind of ridiculous, you know? You're a professional sports writer, you're a professional hockey writer, and this is how you put it together. It doesn't make sense. Derek Van Deest from NHL.com said he spoke to Seth and that he's got his reasons for naming Connor McDavid as the fifth best player, but so far we have yet to hear them. I can't wait till they come out. It's going to be one of the greatest comedies of the summer, at least in my opinion. And there you have it for Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, The Righteous Act Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ahoy there, listener. You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the number one podcast for testicular-related discourse in the entire Edmonton metro area. There you have Nick. Shout out to Nick. It's time to get to the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Of course, if you see me cruising around town in an Alfa Romeo Stelvio, that's where it came from. Go, hey, Bag Milk, that is a sexy car you're driving there, man. I'll go, I know. Shout out to my fine folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. They are fine people. They have got better service. And the cars are as sexy as you could ever imagine them to be. I feel like you deserve to drive an Alfa Romeo. I really, really do. Before we get to the voicemail, that's what I just want to tell you today. It's draft day. 
feeling good about it. I want you to drive a Alfa Romeo. And you were like, bag milk, they're a lot of money, aren't they? Not the Tenali. The Tenali is the new SUV. You can check it out on my Instagram story. It is fucking sexy. It is real sexy. Let's get to the voicemail. Bruce Wayne is up first. Batman in on the podcast. Hello. This is Bruce Wayne. Uh, Batman. This is Batman. <laughs> I'm telling you that you need to vote for Ben as the new president for better late than ever. Ben, unlike me, would never let Rachel die. And Ben is the president that we need and the one that we deserve. <laughs> so vote for Ben for president of better late than ever. My name is Batman. And I approve this message. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to think of which era of Batman that is. It's kind of a cross between the Christian Bale one and the Robert Pattinson a little bit. It's like a gravelly, emo-y Batman. Though he did say Bruce Wayne, you can't just be giving up your secret identity, Batman. Come on, man. Now I know who Batman is. Anyway, next up, Chad. Hey, Bag Milk. What's up, man? Feast Jersey here. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks, buddy. I just want to give my two cents on the uh, presidential debate between Donald Wally and Dukes. Please, I'd love um, to hear it. I honestly think that their bloodlust for each other and potentially undercover bromance uh, has tainted their views and probably their motives. And I don't know if they have the community's best interest that I've heard anymore. Oh, shots fired at our presidential candidates, Dukes and Donkey Volley. You're going to have to respond to these allegations from Chad that you two are more obsessed with each other and not ready to serve the community at the best of your abilities. What do you have to say for yourselves, gentlemen? I uh, hadn't considered that, but this is a interesting point in voicemail number two for Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, uh, which is why I will be supporting Ben. Ben getting two straight votes here. Now, I'm not saying Chad is also Bruce Wayne. Of course, we wouldn't say that. Batman would never reveal himself that way. But we've got two straight votes for Ben now, and that is very interesting. Young Benjamin, um, I think he's got lots of passion, and he's probably got some good ideas. Uh, and I think he just wants to see this community thrive, which is why I think that he will be the best choice for our president Um I think that maybe he could use a little guidance, which is why I would like to nominate Liam Horobin for uh, the position of vice president. Ooh, Liam Horobin getting a little bit of a vote for the vice president of the BLTN community. Of course, Liam does make all the clips that go on social for this podcast. So I'm going to send him Chad's message because I feel like he would appreciate knowing that he is the man for the job as the vice president. Um. Let me know your thoughts. I think that those two could do great things for this community. Um, Story Dukes and Donkey Volley, I think you guys just got to cool down for a little bit. Maybe run next time. Mm. Thanks. Bye. Ooh, spicy. Let me ask you a question here. Do we really want the president of this podcast to be a 13-year-old child? Listen, I was going to get angry about it. I want to drink at the events we throw. Satan can't drink around 13-year-olds. I mean, I probably could, but I shouldn't, you know? Although, I guess if we do bring in the lovely English guy as the vice president, we can just send off the president to bed at an acceptable hour and the adults can play. <laughs> All right, Satan, relax. Hey, Bag Milk, Presto. Hello, Presto. The, oh, we're going to argue again, are we? Presto, I'm ready. My dukes are up. Podcast. I'm from the vintage where, you know, thick skin. I, I don't care what people say. 
Um, I've been following this team for longer than most of those guys have probably been alive. Probably. So I still think that the move is to trade somebody offensively. Kane brings something that we can't replace at all because those players don't come around anymore. Hyman is way too good on the, on the corners and doing everything else. Yes. Nuge is a good player. I like Nuge. I've always liked Nuge, but his trade value would never be higher. If we could, like I said, do a move for eight. I that I agree with presto. I am with you on that. Nuge's trade value would never be higher than coming off a 104 point season. The hole he creates though, this trade, I feel like we're going in circles. Presto. A Ekholm type. It would be a cup. The reason we can't trade Broberg is not only because our defense isn't good enough on the ice, we have absolutely zero depth in the organization. There's no NHL-ready defenseman down the farm that could come up and fill in on a long-term or even a short-term injury. Agreed. I just... We had the same argument last week. Uh, you want to trade Nuge? I don't. We're just going to have Nima Linen, basically. That's it. We need. Well, we can do better than that. I mean, here, I said this on Oilers Nation Radio. If, you, if you're worried about the seventh D-man position, which is what Broberg is at this stage, you can just grab one of those guys off waivers. You cannot replace Ryan Eugene Hopkins that easily. It's just you can't. So I do not think it's a good idea to trade Broberg. I, I'm not saying it's a great idea to trade Broberg. That's not my angle. I would happily keep Broberg in the organization. He's just not an impact player. Ryan Eugene Hopkins absolutely can be. I do think Yamo should go. I like Fogel, but maybe he has to go. The Pesci thing is never going to happen because we won't have the money to sign him. Agreed. It's going to be interesting before you move on to the Pesci thing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Yamo. I talked about it just earlier in this podcast. Is he going to get traded for a, like a pick at some point over the next two days? Is he going to get bought out? I think the window is Friday. We've also got the qualifying offers that got to go out by Friday. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here. I agree with you on Fogel. I would prefer to keep Fogel. You kind of know what you get. He had a bad year last year. I'm I'm interested in seeing what contract year Fogel can look like for the Edmonton Oilers. Hopefully he's healthier. Um, but I could also see why teams would want him. I also could see a situation where both Yamo and Fogel are gone, not because the Oilers don't like them as players. I like both of those guys. It's just because they need the dollars in the year after. So I don't think we should go after him. I still think Mayfield would be an upgrade on CC defensively. And I think that's the guy that they should try to go and get. I saw his cap numbers. I don't know what his next contract is going to look like, but we can afford him right now. So anyway, cheers. Yeah. Brett Pesci is more of like a dare to dream. You know, I'd love to see him alongside Darnell nurse as an example, as his pairing. I just, it's not going to happen. I'm with you on that one. Presto Ben, you're up next. By the way, Ben, two votes already for you in the BLTN presidential debate. Do you really want a guy from Australia, my? We got kangaroos and giant fucking spiders. Or a guy from Brit- like London or something. We all the Kippity Shop, mate. Got my tea. <laughs> or do you want a hometown? A hometown. Who understands the pain and suffering of horrible winters? <laughs> I didn't know that I needed to hear Ben do an English accent today, but I guess I do. I guess I did. It makes sense. I personally wouldn't trust two guys from random places in Australia and Britain. And It is a fair point, Ben. Does it make sense to have the BLTN community president in a country so far away? It's fair to say. It's fair to say. They also comment cricket. 
Huh? I got a comment like hockey. They got a comment cricket. Which, let's be honest, nobody understands except those two. Um, so, yeah. Vote uh, Ben for president, uh, please. Uh, you guys are all the best. Sorry, you big milk. Thanks, uh, buddy. Have a great day. Ben making another strong push for the BLTN community president. Would you vote for him? He makes good points. Do you want your president to be so far away? I don't know. We're going to find this out as the summer continues. Again, it's only June 28th. We've got a lot of runway left on this. Good afternoon. This is the donkey reporting live from Silverfields. I don't know where he just said he was, but it is clear that the donkey is on the move. He is campaigning somewhere else in England, checking in from what sounds like a wind tunnel. In I've just seen James Gray play with Axel Rose. Yeah. Anyway, don't keep the best of it. They must like die in the next few hours. <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> Uh, the donkey. There's one of your candidates, of course. What is he saying most of the time? No one knows, but that's why we love him. Okay, I heard this on a Twitter bag milk, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it. Okay. Here's some BLT and Inception for you. Please. And we have an abundant, abundance of offense on this team. So you're saying we're in win now, but we won't trade Nuge because we love him, but we'll trade Bro- Broberg, our only really, really good defensive prospect. That's exactly what I'm saying. That makes absolutely zero sense. What if you could turn Nuge into another Ekholm? That wins us a Stanley Cup. Here's the problem with that, Presto. Why does it have to be Nuge? Why can't it just be CC or CC plus whatever else we got? In order for Ken Holland to improve this team, he needs to make another creative trade like the one he did for Ekholm. You don't just sacrifice an, an area of strength or one of your best players to improve the team elsewhere. That isn't smart asset management at the end of the day. And honestly, I'll be the one to tell you, First, that I love Broberg, I do, but he was drafted four years ago now, and he should be a regular on this defense right now, like borderline second pair, third pair. And the fact he isn't right now tells me that he's in- inherently expendable so that you can use him in a package to acquire help right now. So that's what I think about that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Does anybody want CC? That's a bigger question, I guess, Ari. I just don't know the answer. I have no idea what the answer is. You know? Either way. Liam, you're up next. Is this actually Liam, or is this a different Liam? Hello, bag milk. This is Liam. Lest anyone believe this is actually Liam Horbin, it is not Liam Horbin. It is somebody pretending to be Liam Horbin. We have an imposter. Maybe it's me. It's not. I'm calling to give a righteous sack beating. This goes out to the Edmonton Elks, who are just a dog shit, terrible franchise right now. Like, they haven't won a home game in nearly 1,400 days. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And don't get me started on the game they just played. Like, a fumble on the goal line? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I was at I was at the Elks game on Sunday. It was the first one in six years, I guess. I guess I didn't talk about that off the jump. I was at the Elks game on Sunday. Had a good time. I like drinking in the sun. 
Um, but reality is they're just not good. It's three years and change where they haven't won a game at home. It is tough. I was thinking about season ticket holders as I was sitting there and the first half was super close. The Elks were down by a point at the half and I'm like, Oh fuck, we might actually get some done here. But as the second half went on and the Argonauts just kept burying them with offense and the Elks could not get anything done. All I was thinking about was season ticket holders and the people that actually invest their time and money into this franchise and have for, I mean, I asked on Twitter, when was the last game you went to? And there's people, I've been a season ticket holder since here, since there. And fuck that is tough sled. That is tough sled and sitting there and watching your team get absolutely dummied for three years. Not a win at home. <sighs> Yikes. Captain Felton, you're up. Oh, Kermy, what are you listening to? Give me more attention. Uh, sorry, Meats Piggy, but I'm listening to Better Late Than Never with Fed Milk. There's a presidential debate going on, and that Dukes fellow seems to be quite entertaining. Mm. <laughs> I love Captain Felton. The voices are excellent. Nick, you're up next. Again, the BLTN presidential election is on everyone's mind these days. Listen, baby, Milk, I wanted to weigh in on TSN 1260 being shut down. Sure. And um, I feel like I can offer a unique perspective on this because I li- I don't live in Edmonton and you do. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest, man. I had no clue who any of the people were on TSN 1260. I have never once listened to TSN 1260. Like, I love sports. I love the Oilers. I love the Elves. I love everything TSN 1260 talked about. Do you know why I never listened? Because I couldn't get it on my radio. Yeah. One of the big things, and I you know... Where do you live, Nick? Did you say I just wasn't paying attention? I was reading something else. Well, this is due... It's AM radio. It's a high-frequency AM radio. It doesn't travel far. Yeah, TSN 1260 was incredibly popular in Edmonton. Yep. But no one listened to that shit outside Edmonton. Because you couldn't get it on your goddamn radio. Listen, I live in Lethbridge. You get online. It's five hours away from Edmonton, two hours. There we go. I asked where you live. You said you live in Lethbridge. Got my answer. It's away from Calgary. I can go to my car right now and I can get AM radio. I can get 960 the fan. Clear as day from Calgary. My grandparents live in Olds. You cannot get TSN 1260 in Olds, despite it being two hours away from Edmonton. You couldn't get TSN 1260 in Red Deer or Lacombe. And I think that kind of doomed them in because there was a lot of Edmonton sports fans who had no clue who these people were, were not fans of the shows because they couldn't listen and lost some listeners. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, that's radio, right? Like you can't listen to Power 92 in BC either, I guess. Whatever the fuck it's called now. (laughs) Joe FM, the Chuck, you know, it is what it is. Right. It is what it is. I, it's sad, though. You like a lot of people that was part of their routine here in Edmonton. And just because it didn't necessarily apply to you doesn't mean it wasn't a big loss for other people, I guess. I don't know. Are you up? OK, not that I care about the NHL awards that much or I watched the show tonight, but I would really like to know who gave McDavid that fifth place vote and single handedly robbed him of another unanimous MVP. Uh, it was Seth Rorobarobarobar. Because that is amazing. That vote went to Pasternak, too. So my guess it's Jack Edwards. But we'll see. Because that person has a lot of explaining to do. Good God. That is so funny and out of touch at the same time. I cannot believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked about that earlier. It's 
doesn't make any sense. It was an RSB. Was I mad about it? No, not really. It just doesn't make any sense. Next up, anonymous caller. What say you? All right, Ben. Settle down. Settle down, mate. Are you are you done? Are you finished? Okay. Just just pump the brakes a bit, there, champion. You're a, a tad tad overzealous. Um. You know, it was bad enough when I had one f- buffoon to put up with, but um, now you've decided to chime in. Got my hands full, don't I? And um, you're only a you're only a whippersnapper, so I have to watch what I say here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Dukes. This is my favorite Dukes message. It could be because Ben last week took shots at Dukes and basically inserted himself into this BLTN presidential campaign. Now Dukes is tap dancing the line here when I really in my heart of hearts, I know you want to blow up on Ben, but you're a good man. So you're not going to. So, um, well, let's just cut to the chase, mate. Um, the only way that we can resolve this is I'm going to have to fight your dad. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to have to, now, now we're talking. Dukes wants to fight Ben's dad in response to the messages that Ben left relating to Dukes last week. It's the only acceptable outcome. Listen, if we're going to be fighting dads, I want to know who's... I want to I get a card together. I want to set some odds. I want to get a drink. I want to make some snacks, maybe a picnic basket. I'll lay it out. I'll put on a cute little outfit. We'll have a good time watching people fight each other because of a podcast. Fight your dad. It's the only way we're gonna we're gonna solve this. Or since you brought up pet names, why don't your four fish fight my two dogs? Hmm. Won't prove anything at all. Actually, well, what it will prove is that dogs think fish is del- fish are delicious. I don't know about your dogs, Duke, but Frank loves fish. That's probably a bit just mean. So let's not do that at all. But. I am gonna fight your dad. Um, <laughs> that's that's just how that's just how that is. So, and you know, it's all your fault, man. No one to blame but yourself. In this corner, weighing whatever he weighs from Australia, Dukes. In the other corner, wearing the blue shorts, Ben's dad looped into a podcast fight because his son was talking shit. <laughs> I love it. Next message. Hey, BM. Uh, I got two things for you. Sure. Um, first of all, I was the guy who talked about the Tour de France a couple weeks ago. There's, nope. a, sh- there's a show on Netflix. I've been ch- I only watched the first episode so far, but I think I'm going to be into it. Tour de France is intense, man. I love it. I'm not 40. Actually, I just graduated high school. I'm 18. No way. You don't sound 18. I don't believe you. Let me see your ID. Send me a copy of your ID, your SIN number, and your credit card. Um, anyway, um, I'm just listening to ONR, and you guys are talking about how Biz had no one to talk to, and I just had an epiphany. They should have had BXA with him on the panel. Like, they should have gotten Sarah Vol- That would have been good. 
BX is great personality. Biz, he's he was so. If you missed what I said on ONR, I just thought at the NHL awards, I like Biznet. I I love Paul Biznet. I think he's good for the game. I think what he's doing is entertaining. It's just he was doing a lot of heavy lifting at awards night because he didn't really have a dance partner too much. Frank played around with him with the milk thing, loved that. But for the rest of the show, it was kind of like him doing the <laughs> thing that nobody else knew how to answer. Biz was doing Biz things. He just needed a co-partner. Back to you, sir. Friedman, BXA, and Biz. And that just would have been great. You got Saravalli and Friedman, who actually know what the hell they're talking about. And then Biz and BXA just cracking jokes off each other. It would have been peak entertainment. I agree with you. 100%. BXA and Biz, that's a good combo. Actually, that'd be a good podcast, too. That'd be a really good podcast. Next, anonymous voicemail. Good afternoon. The donkey checking in. Hello, donkey. Dear Bedley the Never community, it is I, your humble donkey, with a brief message today saying Dukes is a heathen and Ben. Piss off, mate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is just nonsense now. Last voicemail. Guten Abend, Herr Milk. Ich bin a Deutschmann. Moch ich sagen, Donkey Folly ist eine Bumsenkopf. Ja. Hashtag Team Dux. I don't know what just happened there. I assume that those were all swear words. I do not understand German. No sprechen Sie Deutsch. There's the voicemail for our friends at Alpha Romeo of Edmonton. Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, if you want a new car, go check them out. If you want to test drive a whip that is going to change your life, make your dink a half inch bigger, Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Is that the ad? Should be the ad. You know, every time I jump in the Stelvio, it just feels good, man. Feels real good. An early episode of Better Late Than Ever is in the books. We are wrapping it up right now. I've got plenty to get to as the NHL draft kicks off tonight. Round one coming up this evening. We'll see what the Edmonton Oilers do. I'm getting back to the trade or to the uh, the live blog up at OilersNation.com. I appreciate all of you checking in on the podcast. If there's emergency stuff to do over the next couple of days, I will be back with some emergency episodes. Until then, I want to wish you a very happy draft week. Very happy free agency, and we'll be back at some point within the next couple of days. Mom does 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.